Left. Right. Yo, and welcome to this episode. Tonight we're talking about daylight savings time. There's new legislation planning to eliminate daylight savings time. The question is, well, one, what do you think about that? And two, do we live in daylight savings time forever or do we live in standard time? forever. Pretty cool topic. I think uh, this one might resonate with you if you're a morning person, if you are affected seasonally with uh, seasonal depression, uh, but pretty complex topic. I think you'll like it. Let me know in the comments what you think. Should we stay in daylight savings? Should we stay in standard time? Should we keep things as is? See you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Alright, we are live. Welcome everyone to Sip Talk, episode 175. My name is Justin DiGiulio out of my basement in New Jersey, joined by James, the Bosnator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. James is a philosopher, a professional referee, a bartender, and most exciting of all, an accountant. James, how are things hanging down there in sunny South Carolina? Things are going all right. It's nice and warm down here. I think it was pretty miserable for you guys the last couple of days. Yeah, it was below 20 degrees when I uh, when I was walking today. I got about a mile walk from the car to the train and then from the train to the office. So, Yeah, it was like 72 today with like a light breeze and sunny skies. Oh, sounds terrible. Is this a motorcycle day for you? Uh, no, I, I, was a, I have to be at work day for me. So, oh, so you stayed inside. You didn't leave the house today. Um, yeah, I, my mom's in town, so I've been helping her out a little bit. She's been doing a lot of yard work and making the place look better. But I've been stuck to the desk processing mortgages. Ah, I see. So uh, I heard you crack open a drink as we uh, as we went live here. I got to ask you, what uh, what are you drinking there? Not Bush Ice tonight. We are doing Edmonds Oast. Sour strawberry rhubarb. It's really uh, good. Man, you got to text me that. I was in, uh, I was in Colorado uh, last last weekend, and uh, I was looking for some good beer, and I wanted to find a nice sour beer, but I was actually afraid. I didn't know, uh, didn't know what I should get. So next time I'm in that place, there's no reception in this Colorado wine and liquor store. Where I was in this weird kind of area in the mountains where there was no reception at all. So, but you got to tell oh, me this. Yeah, we'll, we'll say hi to Lisa. Sorry, you can't stick around, but yeah, we we got to give you the shout out for 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 stopping by. Oh, and love, yeah, when it comes to Lisa. sour beers, this is a local beer, so it's not going to be too easy to find in outside Colorado, of, outside of South Carolina. Uh, so, look, the phrase we were talking about actually, we were talking about uh, diversifying skills, and, I, and we'll we'll expand on that later. But I wanted to share this with you. You know the phrase, a jack of all trades is the master of none. Mm-hmm. Do you know that that phrase is actually, it's been hijacked. It's, it's short. The full phrase is, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. I didn't know that second part. Yeah, me, me neither. I heard it about a year ago, actually, on TikTok, and I just Googled uh, jack of all trades full phrase, and that is the full phrase. I believe it. I just hadn't heard it. Yeah, I, I consider myself a master of uh, very few. So uh, the jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. I uh, I get down with that a little bit more. So uh, it sounds like we're frozen on a couple of platforms, but we will press through. Uh, it says online that this is episode 174. It's actually 175, and today we're talking about the elimination of daylight savings time. The uh, there's a new bill that actually has passed the Senate called the Sunshine Protection Act, led by everyone's favorite Marco Rubio, and they're planning to have year-round daylight savings time. So we're going to get into that and uh, and talk about what that could look like. Because, well, I, and I'm just going to have to say I think it's highly irresponsible of Congress to pass such a law, like. Global warming is already a problem, and now they're adding another hour of sunlight, like for the rest of the year. Like, how does that help the problem at all? 
Well, well, let's get into the let's get into the specifics. I have to touch base right. before we Whoosh. get into the <laughs> before we get into the meat and potatoes. Um, have you did you watch the Academy Awards over the weekend? No, and I don't want to give what you're talking about any attention. Well, I think I think it deserves our perspective because I think a lot of people have some actual you know they have real feelings on on this. And did you did you watch what happened? Yeah, I've seen I've seen the clip. So I just there's a lot of people sharing their perspective on this. And yeah, I don't really think it, it's actually newsworthy. I don't think it really deserves our time. But crushing other people's perspectives is is something that I think both you and I can get behind. <laughs> All right, you got me sold. Okay, <laughs> I figured I figured I you know I'd have you sold on that. So basically, for those who missed it, and I missed it, I you know I, uh, there's a there's a new TV show. Actually, it's season two of the TV show called Upload, and it's it's what happens is you basically download your consciousness when you die, and uh, and they put you in a simulation, which I think is pretty intriguing, and then you're in the simulation, effectively fully conscious. You can interact with the back at the real world. The real world can interact back with you basically via their cell phones or virtual reality. Remember Gigapets? Like Tam- Tamagotchis? Yeah, Tamagotchis. You had this little little thing and you would feed it and clean yeah, it, you'd, it you'd up. Go like, yeah, that, that was like the two things you could do. It's like give it food and then like wash the poop away. Yeah, I think it had like two buttons basically. So uh, It's crazy. What, think about how much money whoever invented that made. A brilliant, uh, hopefully they didn't like continue to expand and double down. They just kind of left it at that. And we're like, we'll sell as many of these until they become unpopular. But if they started opening like worldwide enterprises to sell Tamagotchis, then they... Yeah, because think probably... about how many lines of code had to have gone into that program. Oh my God, it's so simple. So that's that's what the show is like, though. So the, the, and I'll, I'll try to give you a very brief synopsis. The main character was murdered and he's put into this place, and his girlfriend still is, she's fucking batshit crazy, still in love with him, but she's trying to control him in virtual reality, and he lives an okay life in virtual reality in a nice hotel, but it's controlled by real dollars, and since he doesn't have much money in real life, he is dependent on his girlfriend to pay for his stay. Otherwise, he runs out of data, and then he just gets kind of real... uh uh, Blockheady. What's that? What's that video game where uh, Minecraft? Like Minecraft or something along those lines. So, uh, and the, his data really slows down, and his world really slows down. It goes black and white. So, without her feeding him money, um, that sounds which, super dystopian. It's super dystopian, and I love, I love dystopian movies. Actually, speaking of dystopian, this morning I walked to work. I got my head down. I look up because I'm about to cross the road, and I see two people. And they had the full face shields on, you know, okay. the anti-coronavirus face shield. I always thought that that was a bit much. It, it's totally a bit much. And I haven't seen them in forever. And these were ones with the sunglass. Like, uh, I could understand if you are a doctor or a nurse and you're in a medical setting. They made sense there. But, like. Yeah, so blood doesn't spurt up into your eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes complete sense in those settings. But if you're just, like, going about your day. And I was always in favor of people wearing masks. So, but I always thought that that was just a bit much. But the plastic, my sister actually yeah. sent some, sent some up, I think in a care package at one point because she works in the, in the hospital. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I saw these guys, I had tinted face shields on and instantly I just thought like demolition man, futuristic. I thought they were like time cops coming from the future <laughs> to like arrest me. And they both had their hands in their pockets. So they were kind of elbows out and just in my way. Cause I had been looking down and I, you know, I kind of came came upon them abruptly, and I was like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck!" Uh, but real instant, like dystopian future flash, you know, uh, demolition man, time cop type thing passed through my head. Either way, we've uh, we're off track. <laughs> we're off track a little bit here. Right? As as is our brand. Well, yeah, fair, yeah, fair enough. So look, um, Will Will Smith and Chris Rock. You know, Chris Rock, ultra famous comedian. Will Smith, actor, famous for great movies like The Wild Wild West. Also, uh, yeah, that's that's up there in in the pantheon of all time great movies. Yeah, and also uh, uh, mu- music artist, uh, famous for getting jiggy with it. So we got Chris Rock and, and Will Smith. Now, Chris Rock, uh, his fame for comedy, is hosting 
the Academy Awards. And traditionally what they try to do is they try to get a comedian to host it. Comedians are light. They can keep the keep things moving. And they're good and, at improvising. And they're good at yeah, they're good at improvising, but not much improvising is really really so much needed. You know, for the most part they have their jokes. And just like any comedian, you know, I don't know the last time you went to a comedy show, but most people's fear is to sit in the front row. And, you know, usually the audience uh, gets a bit involved and gets picked on a little bit because that's how comedians work. At least that's how they work yeah, in New York City. Crowd work. Yeah. And that's how they work in New York City. And, uh, you know, that's that's my experience. A lot of big New York, big comedians have 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 their genesis in New York City somewhere. So Chris Rock mentioned uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, something along the lines of, oh, it looks like, you know, Jada's here. She's uh, ready for her audition for G.I. Jane 2. Now, for people who don't know Jada Pinkett Smith very well, I picture her in my head as a woman with a shaved head. And I can't picture her with hair at all in my head either. And then I picture G.I. Jane, which is a Demi Moore movie, 1997, in which Demi Moore, actress known for long, known for drama, okay, known for St. Elmo's Fire and among other things, I think Sam Elmo's fire. Um, but she's known for her long black hair. She actually shaved, and this is in her peak of fame, right? She shaved her head for this movie. Now, you see a bald woman in the in the audience. You say, oh, ready for G.I. Jane 2. To me, that seems like a natural comedy, you know, comedic strike. And I think if there, you know, there was a woman who was known to have a shaved head, that would be reasonably appropriate. But apparently, she suffers from alopecia, and alopecia is hair loss. Now, I also suffer from alopecia, as you can see by the glare of the ring light here on on my head. Okay, mm. uh, and 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 hang on, I, I just got to enjoy this. Okay, so it was seen as a low blow. So her husband now she all she did was roll her eyes. Now her husband who's been being picked on quite a bit in the media because of their open relationship um, and his kind of passiveness to the open relationship, uh, stood up, jumped on the stage, went down the walkway, and slapped Chris Rock. Now, uh, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, Chris Rock went too far because he, he made a bald joke. And other people are saying, well, Will Smith went too far because, uh, you know, he exchanged violence for, for words to defend his wife. Now, what do you, I gotta, I'm just curious your thoughts on this. Um, it's completely inexcusable and childish behavior on, the beha on, on Will Smith's part. Like, like, you're an adult. And if, if you actually, if you truly were offended by the joke that Chris Rock gave then there are ways that you can address it in a way that you come out looking better. Well, yeah, but in that, now I can tell you uh, from having spent time at the side of a lady, when your lady is disgraced or dishonored, it is your duty to not sit there and your duty to stand up, even if it means you're about to be shot. Um, and that's, yeah, I think that that's a stupid attitude. I, I also agree, but oftentimes that's what women uh, expect, which to me is asinine. I'm, yeah, not, I mean, I'm not the person to make a fool of myself or make the situation bigger just for the sense of honor when it can be dealt with in private and you be the bigger person and you deal with it on a private private level. That's my opinion. I think, yeah, or even like if you... You could like so he doesn't know that he's going to win an Oscar, so he doesn't know that he's going to get the opportunity to make a speech that night. But I would assume that whether he won or something or not, at the end of the night, somebody was going to ask him for an interview, and that would have been his chance to be like, "Hey, Chris Rock, it's not cool to make jokes about someone who has a disease." And he then had, you're done, and he, you win. He had he had more than enough platform to give a comeback i agree with you and, and he could have done it in an honorable way instead he looks like a petty child well also yeah i mean my thinking is if you're going to jump up on stage in the middle of a live performance and you're a 240 pound six foot tall man you're you shouldn't be exchanging a slap <laughs> Uh, there should be some knuckles involved, and somebody ought to be knocked it's, off It's their absurd feet that he wasn't going... escorted out. 
uh, his I, behavior. I I agree. I agree. And and his profile obviously got him, uh, you know, uh, set him aside from anybody else that that might do that. But I think a slap is is not. I mean, no, but it's still assault. It is assault. If should Chris Rock, well, technically battery, but. But yeah, uh, technically battery. Should Chris Rock uh, be the one to press charges? Which I don't. I don't think that he would. No, but, he didn't. He he declined to. But uh, but my thinking is, you know, words. What happens when people have disagreements is they escalate quickly. Because I push you, you shove me back. I punch you, you tackle me back. Right, and it just escalates and escalates. So what happens? What happened was it went from words to violence, and that's that's really inexcusable because it didn't need to, but. You know, I could see, I know, uh, you know, I think of Jada Pinkett Smith in my mind as Matrix, which is like super short hair. And I've only really seen her with super short hair. I Googled, I Googled pictures of her and super short hair. And as a woman with short hair, um, and especially uh, African-American women, wigs are pretty commonplace. So, you know, I think I'm digging my, you know, digging myself a, a bit in, in a bit of a ditch here. But I think, should she have been that self-conscious, she could have worn a wig to the event. It wouldn't have been culturally inappropriate, nor probably would anybody have commented on it, if if it was a serious point. So my thinking is, had she been a woman recently diagnosed with cancer, known for her long flowing locks, and somebody said, "Hey, you look like you're ready to audition for GI Jane 2, then it might have, it might have been that much more of an obscene. Comment. Yeah, and so like you want to say, was Chris Rock's joke appropriate? Maybe, maybe not. But well, at the end of the day, he's a comedian, and he's going to say things like that. And like you can address it and just say like, hey, I didn't think that joke was funny, and that's the end of it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a personal insult. It was part of a bit. And yeah, and that's. Again, you know, they they took Kevin Hart off of this a couple of years prior, um, you know, because he said something publicly. I don't even think it was maybe meant to be public at the time about him not wanting his child to be a homosexual, which, you know, while that might be an outdated expression, I think most people want their children to be like them. And. Yeah. yeah, and and that's and that's it's becoming outdated. You know, it's becoming outdated. But when he said it, I think it was very much in the tone of the times, and it was taken a bit out of context. And and he lost a you know what would have been a something he really wanted. Yeah, and like I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Hart, but I didn't think that like him being blacklisted for that was justified. And then these most recent events just show how terrible Hollywood is in terms of policing its own. And where its priorities lie, because you can look at somebody like Roman Polanski, and the fact that like he's still held in like high regard by a lot of people in Hollywood, despite him like sodomizing a thirteen-year-old that he drugged. Well, uh, like Bill Cosby. Um, Bill Cosby at least did it to adults. Like I'm not (laughs) saying that Bill Cosby's great, but like there's a difference between in terms of magnitude of offense when you're doing it to a 13-year-old. Yeah. And well, I think both of them should rot. Yeah, I mean, that's... In the, yeah, I, that's, that's bad. Um, so I, I'm curious the Instagram perspective on, uh, on this entirely, but, uh, and the TikTok perspective, actually. So let's see. TikTok is saying uh, they're both wrong and they have to respect the audience. They think they own the world. They don't. Uh, they don't deserve to be there. Well, I so, think they do deserve to be there. Okay, but... you can say that they're both wrong, but one of them resorted to violence and the other didn't. So there's magnitudes of wrongdoing here, and one is worse than the other. I bet GI Jane. So let Lebrain says I bet GI Jane is in the works now. I, I honestly. It would be a great movie. Uh, the idea of a woman who, you know, kind of gives up her womanhood, you know, to pursue being a female soldier, I think is a, is actually a great story and probably more appropriate now, given uh, the way we view gender roles and things like that, than it was in fucking 1997, which was yeah, a long you can look at Ukraine, ago. where, like, 
tons of women have signed up to fight alongside the men and not in like support or medic roles but in frontline firing guns roles also you know i think it would be a huge spin on things if jada actually took that role because their role is originally a, a white woman demi moore great actress uh and jada Pinkett smith you know from what i've seen her in from i can recall she's not not a bad actress at all i just can't i can't think of her in any leading lady roles maybe i'm missing something yeah, you're uh, speaking a different language than I understand now. But 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 realistically, it could be a great role for her, and that'd be badass, a badass response to what happened. And if well, they had a great writer and a good cinematographer and good director, it could be an awesome movie. Um, um, but, all right, let's talk I, about the, 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 the latest threat to global warming, which is expanding daylight savings time. So the Sunshine Protection Act, because we need to protect it's a, it's a it's a funny it's a funny name for a bill led by Marco Rubio passed the Senate uh, very it's stalling in the House but the goal is and this is where I get a bit confused is to have year-round daylight savings time so yeah so what we just moved out of like three weeks ago that was standard time that was standard time so now with the summertime that we know where the sunrise is 5.30 a.m., the sunset is 8.30 p.m., so late, late nights, that's not actually real time. That's daylight savings time. So the question is, you know, if we're going to get into real time, it's going gonna, it's gonna to adjust your... Yeah, we adjust. already have it about eight months of the year. Yeah, yeah. So we actually have daylight savings time for, a, for the majority of the year, for two-thirds of the year. And... And so March through October, um, and that's, and it's odd that the majority of the time that we're in is actually fake time. Well, uh, time. all time is fake. Have you, yeah, all, have you watched any of these videos on YouTube where they really break down like how time works and, and how the years work and how the reset works and how our calendar is basically like the best guesswork that happens to work out over the longest period of time with the resets, like daylight savings time. Well, I mean, if you're talking about coming up with some system of like systematizing time into a regular period of dates and everything, um, probably not the best system that we currently have. It's 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 a kludge of the Roman calendar, and they've done all sorts of tricks to keep it regular, with leap years, and then depending on like, and then there are like leap seconds that have to be added here and there. So like, it's not really the best way to measure time. Of if that's what you mean by how time works, because there's also like the physics analysis of like. How does time work when you look at physics? Well, yeah. So, th so when you understand how time works, especially from a physics perspective, time is basically an invention. But then when you understand how time works based on the planets moving around the sun and how the planet revolves, it, uh, how the planet spins, then it gets a little, little more confusing. But... You know, I just so a lot of people don't actually understand how time works. We're not going to get into it right now, but I will give you a simpler example of how you conventionally understand something and how it is not at all the case. So I recently, and I think I'd heard this before, but I, I just watched it recently and I, it's, it's fresh in my mind is how tides work. Most people think that the moon moves around the earth and attracts the tides this way, and then it passes and attracts the tides this way. In actuality, the earth is spinning and the tides are kind of a blob of water that, and the water moves, the water basically stays in place and the earth spins within that water. It's just a frame of reference change. And that water continues to bulge out towards the moon. The water stays here and bulges out towards the moon while the earth spins well, and it's also on two sides of the planet, because on one side, the, the, the pull is stronger. And then on the other side, the, the pull is weaker. So, like, the farther away you are, the more like the less the water is being pulled towards the moon, so it can stay farther out. It's the two sides in the middle that are equidistant from the moon that the tides are lower. 
Yeah. Um, so look, let's get back to time change real quick because I want I want to talk about time change and what what time would look like with this new daylight savings time. Uh, year. Well, it would year just round. mean that like so in the winter people are going to have to go to work in the dark. Well, in the winter, a lot of times we still wake up in the dark. Yeah. But Which I always thought was total bullshit. Anytime I had a job where I had to wake up and it was still dark out, I was like, this isn't right. It's, I, yeah, I completely agree with you. Completely. So, basically, the new law is going to put us in fake time year-round. Yeah, so that's just, it, it, that, and then it's no longer fake time. It's just time. <laughs> Which is so fucking weird. Um, well, actually, let me get... Can I give it... Before we get into what the new law might look like can i get into where daylight savings time came from do you know why we have daylight savings time um probably goes back to agrarian roots so most people believe that we have daylight savings time because of farmers so let me let me read this to you here yeah that that would have been my guess agrarian yeah agrarian roots so uh let's see Myth number one, daylight savings time was meant to help farmers. Many, many, many of us heard this at some point during elementary school, that daylight savings was developed because of farming. The idea that more daylight means more time in the field for farmers continues to get airtime on the occasional local news report and in state legislatures. Farmers wanted it because of extended hours working the field. Uh, let's see. In fact, the inverse is true. Farmers were the reason we have never had a peacetime daylight savings time until 1966. So they had power, uh, they had a powerful lobby and were against it ferociously. They lost an hour in the morning, which meant they had to rush to get their crops to the market during the day. Uh, let's see. And apparently cows adjust to the time shift rather poorly because obviously cows aren't. Oh, in terms of like I'm waking up because the farmer is going to like wake up an hour later or something yeah, so to the cow, milk the cows. The cows like still sleeping and then just one day farmer shows up early and starts milking the cow. Daylight savings time in this or any other country was never adopted to benefit farmers. It was first proposed by William Willett to the British Parliament in 1907. Wait, I think I've got the right answer. It has to do with energy savings. Yes, it was first proposed by William Willett in the British Army, British Parliament, 1907 as a way to take advantage of the day's light. Germany was the first country to implement it, and the U.S. took upon that practice in World War I to save energy. And the, the idea was that we were saving electricity when it came to lighting our homes. So it looks like uh, it was first adopted in World War I to save fuel for electricity. It ended in 1919, just after the war. But then they started it again for World War II. And then they ended it after World War II. Yeah, I guess the idea is, like, if people are awake when the sun is up and asleep when the sun is down, then they'll need to spend, like, less um, energy lighting their home because they're not awake as much when it's dark. Yeah, that's the, that's the general idea. But the fact that it has nothing to do with farms is directly indicated because we were trying to conserve fuel, so basically coal at the time, World War I, and then we stopped it after World War I, reimposed it during World War II, and then ended after World War II. The issue was, after World War II, not every county and not every state ended it. So there were there was different counties and different states that kept... Well, yeah, and that's still plant. true today with Arizona. Like, parts of Arizona still don't do it. So in 1966, they passed the Uniform Time Act. And that, ever since 1966, has been us observing daylight savings time. So, uh, I feel like it was sometime in the last decade that they changed um, when it took effect because they didn't like having daylight savings time end just before Halloween because it meant that like the kids going out and trick-or-treating would be doing it more in the dark than if you let daylight savings time go an extra week or two i always remember being a kid and daylight savings time always went into effect just before halloween now it's just after yeah now it seems like it 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 is a little bit delayed but 
I just remember always trick-or-treating in the dark and always wanting to trick-or-treat in the dark, always wanting it to be nighttime when we were out basically dressed up because it was just, I don't know, it fit the mood. Really. Right. But from a safety perspective. From a safety perspective, obviously having children on the street during daylight is better. But it's cooler in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> so. it's, and the, like, it's, it's especially good if you have a kid wearing an all-black outfit and just darting in and out of of lanes look i mean some things are safer in the in the in the light but i mean i don't know some things are cooler in the in the dark and i just think when it comes to halloween or sex you know sometimes yeah i was gonna say i've had a girlfriend too (laughs) sometimes things are cooler in the dark so um especially when you don't have abs so we'll thank coronavirus for that but uh i want to i want to talk about the energy savings so daylight savings time uh, does it reduce elect- electricity use? So according to the De- uh, U.S. Department of Energy, the total savings are relatively small. And this is their official statement. However, they are talking about the two months on either end of the daylight savings time, and that's March and October, when it comes to saving electricity. However, U.S. Department of Energy, International Association for Energy Economics, the Congressional Research Service and the National Bureau of Economic Research, the verdict is, is that while we use less lighting, we actually use more fuel to heat our homes, heat and cool our homes on either end of that. So it actually has a negative, daylight savings time has a negative impact on energy usage. Oh, well... I, I think the reason why they're doing it is just like people like the sun setting later. People would rather have her have it be light in the evening than in the morning, I guess. Well, let's let me get there. Let's let's talk about how things are right now. So right now, daylight savings time in the summer. Sun comes up on June. What's what's uh, the summer? Equinox. June 21st. June 21, sunrise at 5.30 a.m. Sun sets at r- roughly 8.30, 8.30 p.m. And Depends on where you are. Exactly. What I was going to say is, it, and that's depending where you are, because that's kind of the national average. It depends on your uh, uh, latitude. But but average is the sun's going to set at 8.30. It's going to rise in the summertime at 5.30. And in the wintertime... The sun is going to rise at 719, national average in the morning. Uh, I could be a little off on this. I don't remember exactly where I got my source, but I think it's kind of national average. And the sun's going to set in the wintertime. And this is December 21st, the winter solstice. The uh, sun's going to set at 4.30 p.m. So that's how we have it now. Right now, in the summertime, the sun's up at 5.30 in the morning and down at 8.30 at night. Wintertime sun's up 719 in the morning and it sets at 430 in the afternoon. That's how I know it. I know in the wintertime it gets dark early. Um, in the summertime it stays brighter later. Now uh, the new law, and this is where it gets interesting. Uh, the sun will still rise at 530 in the morning in the summertime, still set at 830 at night in the wintertime. But I'm sorry, still still set at 8.30 p.m. in the summertime. In the wintertime, rather than rising at 7.19 a.m., so if you get up at 7 o'clock in the morning, it's dark, it's actually going to rise. It would rise at 6 in the morning. So say it's it's December, January. It When you wake up, it's going to be bright out. And then the sun's going to set rather than 4.30 in the afternoon. The sun's going to set at 5. At five I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. I fucked this up already. Hold up. So in the wintertime, the sun rises uh, at 7.19. So if you wake up at 7 o'clock, it's still dark. With the new law, it's not going to get The sun's not coming out earlier. The sun's actually going to rise at 8.30 in the morning. You follow me there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it's can see you're darker 
later in the morning. Yeah, so if you wake up at 8.30, it's still, if you wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning, it's still going to be pitch black in the wintertime. Yet, you're going to have an extra hour in the, in the afternoon. So rather than the sun setting at 4.30, it's going to set at 5.30. What are your thoughts on that? Because I think it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to wake up in the wintertime. Um, my thoughts are it doesn't matter because I work on West Coast hours, so I wake up at 10.30 in the morning Eastern time. Most days. Mm. Okay, but pretend you're the everyman, my friend. No. <laughs> and uh, and imagine what it's going to be like to wake up on December December 21st, and you wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning, it's still pitch black outside. Um, chances are it's not going to matter because it's also going to be dark when I get home. Because well, if I'm working like 8 to 5 and the sun's setting at 5.15... Or whatever, but like it's still, it's dusk when you get home. Right? Yeah, that. it's dark either way, so like, it doesn't really affect me. Because, so, so to me, my thinking on this is that it's a traditionalist argument. Um, we're still going to have our late evenings in the summer, yet our winter times, and this is, I think, why you know people get upset because it gets dark at four thirty in the winter time. Yeah, it sucks that like it's pitch black by five o'clock. So but at least in New York it was. It's not like that in South Carolina. So we're going to be we're going to be uh, having an hour extra in our summertime in our winter times. Yeah, but the sun comes up an hour later. That's where it gets a little little funny for me. I don't know, and, like. When I was working in the accounting job and I had to drive into work, even with daylight savings time, if I left my house at like 7.15 or 7.30, very often it was still pretty dark out. Well, now that's going to be 8 or 8.30. Yeah, but it would have been you... nice to drive home and not be dark as well. Well, let me, I mean... And this is where the division is. Do you value that morning time or do you value the hour at between 4.30 and 5.30 in the afternoon? Now, I'm accustomed to it in the afternoon. I My not... answer is it doesn't matter to me. Like, pick something and just go with it. Well, you're going to have, I mean, if, if, if you, maybe you're not going to have to, but I think the average citizen is going to have to feel a certain type of way on one side or the other side of this bill. I think the public support is overwhelming on the on the side of like extending it year round. So just give the people what they want, and if they don't like it, then change it back. Who cares? It's well, time. I, like you I can just do whatever you want. I don't think there's. I don't think there's. Once it happens, I don't think there's any changing it back. I think yeah, there is. Well, I mean, look at you, fucking you, Brexit. Yeah, but you pass a bill and you just do it. Like yeah, Brexit's a little bit more difficult to unwind. Than, than, like how you set your clock. I just, I mean, for me, in my mind, it's going to be really, really fucking tough to wake up in the winter time when the sun doesn't come out for another two hours after I wake up. So I, so they are, they are, they're proving their point with, uh, with how it's harmful. There's bad health effects, and and why it's bad for. Why it's bad for people, uh, the current system. And so I'm going to read right, so to you the app. Well, like, here, I'm just going to give you some polling. This is two weeks old. Okay. So the, the the national average is time setting preference. One, keep the clock changes. So keep the system that we already have, 35%. Year round earlier, so that would be standard time, 13%. Year-round later, 44%. So the plurality of people prefer year-round daylight savings time. to And 35%, so 44% year-round daylight savings time. 35% keep the system we have where we switch the clocks twice a year. And only 13% like standard time year-round. Yeah, no, mo most people prefer the savings time year-round, which keeps the winter time brighter later. Yeah, that's what the people's want. And and I mean, I just I don't know. I kind of like wintertime being dark and it being cozy. And I think of 
being in Sweden where you have four hours of daylight during the daytime and you get this kind of cozy blanket time, hot chocolate, movie time, you know, relaxing. Yeah, and then you get seasonal affective disorder and they're depressed for four months. Well, that's why they tax liquor so much in in, uh, in Sweden. That's a, <laughs> that's a pyramid scheme if I ever heard one. <laughs> but I like that kind of, you know, Hygge is? You heard of Hygge? Yeah. H-Y-G-G-E? Yeah. And that's a cozy feeling, the, the curling up with some hot chocolate. You know, you know what gives me a cozy feeling? Sunlight. <laughs> it's nice and warm. Warm on the outside, warm on the inside. Um, so, but look, so, so a lot of, a lot of the rationale that they're using to keep daylight savings time. So basically to have our fake time year round, which like you said, will become real time, but it's all fake time. Like there's no such thing as real time. And that's, and that's, yeah, that's why I kind of gave that example of the tides coming in now. Cause they're really not, it's the land going into the tide. Um, but, but they're saying that, uh, there are health effects, negative health effects because of uh because of these these changes so i want to read you know what here's a crazy idea how about just don't have a job where you have to be at the at at work so long that if you're living at a normal latitude like yeah sure if you're in sweden like and it's only sunny for four hours of the day then yeah (laughs) it might be dark like when you go home and when you go to work but for most places that get like the normal 12 or so hours of sunlight like, what, how about we just don't have jobs where it's dark when you go in and it's dark when you leave? How about we just don't have jobs and there's universal basic income? But okay, I think well, I, th- th- that's I think, the, you know, you, no. you up on your on your podium telling people they, they can choose what to the McDonald's worker, you know, who works the breakfast shift. Uh, you know, that's that's really uh, demeaning, James. Not everybody. What are they going to work at Wendy's and try to work the lunch shift? That's not. Not everybody has options like that. Rosh says we should just print our own money. I'm pretty sure that's what crypto is trying to do. So, uh, I mean, also the U.S. Well, uh, the, the, the U.S. doesn't have to try. That's what they do. <laughs> so, look, I want to I read you the abstract on this article uh, about uh, daylight savings time, uh, measurable health effects associated with daylight savings time. And I, you know, I read a few articles, but this is, this is one that I think kind of has the most – data-driven backing. So I'm going to read you real quickly. Uh, It's a little small on my screen, so just bear with me. The transition to daylight savings time is beneficial for energy conservation, but at the same time, it has been reported to increase the risk of cerebrovascular and cardiovascular problems. Here we evaluate the effect of DST, daylight savings time, shift on a whole spectrum of diseases. An analysis we hope will be helpful in weighing the risks and benefits of daylight savings time shift. Our study relied on popular population-based cross-sectional analysis by the IBM Watson Health Market Scan Insurance Claim Dataset. Okay, get inc- to the results. Which incorporates over 150. I'm just I'm giving you the, ba- the data back on this. Which incorporates over 150 million unique patients in the U.S. and the Swedish National Inpatient Register which incorporates more than 9 million unique suites. All right, so there's plenty of data. For hundreds of sex and age-specific diseases, we uh, assessed the effects of daylight savings shifts towards forward and backwards one hour in spring and autumn by comparing and observing the expected diagnosis rates after daylight saving time. Hurry up to the results. We found four prominent elevated risk clusters, including cardiovascular disease, such as heart attacks, injuries, mental and behavioral disorders, and immune-related diseases such as non-infective enteritis and colitis to be significantly associated with daylight savings shifts in the U.S. and Sweden. While the majority of disease risk elevations are modest, a considerable number of diseases exhibited in an approximately 10% uh, of the relative risk increase. All right, so why would that be? Well, my my concern is, are there other factors outside of the time? Could it be temperature-related, you know, uh, season-related? Or is it the fact that we're just making shifts? Uh, yeah, it could. I, I mean, I would have to think that the only logical explanation there would be that you're getting less sleep and your body's overall more stressed because you're not adjusted to the time. 
but but what 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 how long does daylight savings play out how long does your uh you know you take a long long distance flight and you're jet lagged how long does that play out for couple some days say, some say it can take up to a couple of weeks but even at a couple of weeks is that long enough to have negative serious negative health impacts yeah sleep deprivation is one of the most unhealthy things you can do uh, on what scale on a two-week scale or on a, a three-day scale well it gets worse the longer you do it but like the the effects of sleep depra- deprivation start to show themselves pretty quickly mm. i don't know i i think i don't know i'm biased here because sleep is one of my favorite things <laughs> I, I, I'm super jealous, actually, on the fact that I assumed right off the bat that you probably didn't watch the Oscars, and then, two that you uh, take regular naps and get a hell of a lot more sleep. I didn't watch the Oscars. I just saw the clip because it was unavoidable. Dude, it was so, it was so unavoidable. I'm actually I'm upset. The number, every time that comes across uh, a screen that I'm, I'm paying attention to, I just get, I get really mad because I, celebrity news is, in my opinion, like the absolute worst news. It, you know, it, it would be, it's, in it's, my opinion. Yeah, it's not news. It, it, it's, it's just, it's mindless bullshit to distract us. Not, I mean, if I had a neighbor that was seven houses down in my community that, like, got in a fight. Like, I don't give a fuck, you know, and, and the way that I look at celebrity news is just because somebody did a movie four years ago or did a popular movie this year, I, I, their relationship and their friendships and all that, all their interpersonal bullshit is none of my goddamn business. Yeah. Think about how horrible it would be to be a celebrity. And anytime you go out in public, there are people taking pictures of you. I think... And I think that is the... That, and I'm yeah, not that, talking about professionals, like the, the paparazzi, which is a, like another level of terrible. Yeah, I'm just Tom, talking about... Tom Cruise, that's Tom Cruise. But you're talking about, you're talking about just the regular celebrity, every, every man celebrity. What I'm talking about is if you're a celebrity, like sure having like the paparazzi hound you is really bad. And I think that's worse than what I'm saying, but it's less constant than like if you just go to the grocery store and people say, oh, my God, it's Justin, and, like, are sneaking pictures of you grocery shopping. So, you know, I, I, I actually hired this service. This is a little fucked up, but uh, I hired a service to uh, manage, not manage, to, uh, they, they basically controlled my, they didn't control. They had to log into my Instagram account, and I gave them a number of hashtags, and they were to like, those hashtags and it was strictly business related it was like nyc apartment uh nyc apartment uh broker nyc real estate agent there was there was maybe a dozen no there was probably a little more than a dozen and um somebody recognized me on the street and i had no idea who they were and they're like oh hey it's me somebody so and so and I was like, I don't know who you are. She's like, oh, but you like all my pictures. So what, that, what, it did, what the service did was it liked every picture that had that hashtag. And this person like posted all the time. And, and to me, I was like, oh, this is, this is I, have to, I have to stop this service. Um, this is very weird. I don't like being called out in the street. And somebody thinks they know me. I don't have any idea who they yeah, are. Yeah, so imagine if that happened to you every day, I don't everywhere very, you went. And the weird, oh, and the, the you weird walk thing down about the street, and most people turn their heads, and like some people take out their cell phone and take a picture of you. The weird thing about celebrity, and all you're doing is walking down the street. The weird thing about celebrity is that people, and I, you know, I, I've I've had this in running a business. You know, I know I know many many people. Uh, I, obviously, I'm no celebrity, but I know a lot of people who know me, or know of me before we meet. And the weird thing about celebrity is that this becomes an extreme and that people develop an opinion of you and they believe that they know you to the core before they've ever met you. So if I meet it's somebody a parasocial relationship. So, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So if I meet somebody for the first time, maybe I've heard about them before. I have, you know, I, either I've never heard about them before and and they are directly influential in my opinion of them or I've heard about them and there are other aspects that influence my 
you know, my understanding of who they are at the core. But I mean, me, I want to meet everybody on an individual level. And there are people that I'm super close friends with that other people are like, oh, that person's a dick. Oh, that person's such an asshole. I'm like, no, actually, they've been very nice to me. Your, you know, your perspective with them. But right. And, and the thing about celebrity is that people, one, they believe they know all about you. And then two, they also believe that they know you. And then to a weird degree, because they know you, you owe them something. And, and, and then if you don't deliver on that, then you're the asshole. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had like a full-fledged conversation with a celebrity? Mm, good question. Um, yeah, pro- probably at some point in the past, because, you know, I was involved in the, the New York City acting. Uh, and not like an interview and not like you say, like, oh, I've seen your work, but like an actual conversation that you would have in a similar way that like we have conversations. Uh, so there have been some, some times that I've been in rooms with some very, uh, some high profile people and, and, and you don't need to name them. No, but you know, I also don't want to go into too much detail as to, you know, how I ended up in those, in those situations. And usually I don't really, I'm not super like aware of these things. Um, like I was, you know, one time I, I didn't know this, I was dating somebody and I was in line uh, at the movies and having a conversation with the person in front of me in line. Uh, you know, I got some popcorn and left. They're like, do you know who that was? I was like, no, I have no idea. We were just talking about popcorn and long lines. And how who would think there'd be a line at the movie theater? Um, I didn't have any idea. But where, where, where are you going with this? Because I haven't, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big. Usually, when there's a celebrity around, I am totally not driven towards that person, because celebrity isn't something that celebrity, the idea of celebrity, isn't something that attracts me. So where are you going with this? Um, I, my sample size is probably smaller than yours, but and won't say who it was that I had this conversation with, but I had probably a four or five hour long conversation with a celebrity that everybody would recognize. And I know this person, right? You, yeah, you know, but please don't say the name. No worries. Um, and it was one where it was when I was working in hotels and he, I, he was staying at the hotel and like, he asked me for a, a bottle of wine. So I got that for him. And then, like, I was working night audit, so I had nothing to do. So he started talking to me. I was like, all right, cool. I'll talk to this guy. And it wasn't until, like, 20 or 30 minutes in that, like, he told me who he was. And then, like, it clicked. I was like, oh, I know who you are. Like, I've seen tons of your movies. Um, And I think the fact that he knew that I wasn't looking to talk to him because of the celebrity, because I was talking to him before I knew who he was was what made the conversation interesting to him because he's probably gotten so accustomed to people talking to him because of who he is instead of actually being interested in what he has to say. It's, and I think that's very, very well said is that there's this just fucking weird thing with celebrity and, and it just fucking skew, it skews everything because I, I want to get back to like the news perspective of, about how we report celebrities and celebrity life and about whether Kim Kardashian's daughter is going to a public school or a charter school or a private school. That's also perverse, especially like kids as celebrities need to be left the fuck alone. I agree with you completely. You know, I don't I don't talk too too much about my personal life on the podcast because I don't think it plays any role in the podcast and you know what who i have to give credit for to um how many times have you heard anything in the news about the obama's kids yeah very very seldomly like, uh, and, and and less so less what are the names sasha and malia i think uh, yes yeah, less so them than chelsea clinton and chelsea yeah. Clinton stepped into the limelight uh, intentionally, and and her parents allowed her to, and 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 gave her a bit of a, you know, they they propped her up a little bit because that was her prerogative. But the Obamas, like, I, I believe they're living relatively normal lives. They're you know they've been. To, I know seen... nothing about their kids, and that's great. 
I one one or two. I think one or both of them have done some dumb stuff in college, but but, but that's you know what? That's what college is for. Yeah, right. Like that's it, and it's it's funny to me to that's, to give somebody such a hard time for doing something dumb when they're you know at a college party and they're a little hammered. To me, that's somebody didn't do that. We're not yeah, talking why uh, you go to college is to make those hun- mistakes. Then, yeah, we're not talking Hunter Biden where you you know. <laughs> Or, you know, where you spend three decades of your life high on cocaine. Um, yeah, but... like, if you're just drunk and do something stupid at a college party, like, as long as you're not actually hurting somebody, then, like, all right, cool, learn your lesson. Like, don't do that again. <sighs> we uh, we lost track of the topic here, but um, look. But uh, we were talking are we about missing... celebrity. You know, like, the, the, the whole idea that celebrity news is even in the news is, is, is stupid. And I think like people talk about wanting to be rich and famous. I don't want the second part. No, the fame thing is weird. The fame thing. I think I'd, I would much rather a reputation for myself. I'd much rather drop by a restaurant that I've been to a dozen times before. And the people at the door, at the, door you know, the maitre d' recognize me because I've been there a few times and I treated them well. Then walk into a place where people bend over backwards because they think they know who I am, and it's just kind of fake lip service. Yeah, um, I think there was another like. Also, when I was in hotels, there was a celebrity that wanted to book with us that we turned down. We said we we'd rather you not stay with us, um, and that was purely based on his reputation. Just from like his on-air personality, and again, not going to say who this is, but it was someone who had an on-air personality of being confrontational and mean. And like the manager of my hotel says, I'd rather not have my staff have to deal with that for three or four days. And whether or not the and whether that person was like that in real life, or if that was just an act that he did for the show that he was on, I can't say. But thinking about it, like it's pretty weird to say like we're basing our decision whether or not to book you based purely on how you portray yourself on TV, which may very well be an act. That's the other thing. It's like, imagine, imagine actors that their, their lifetime of work is playing the bad guy. Yeah. And like the, so the celebrity that I'm talking about was not Gordon Ramsay. But if you think like Gordon Ramsay on American shows is like this flaming asshole because that's the character that he plays. But in real life, he's not like that at all. No, I imagine actually Gordon Ramsay's pretty, as long as you're not crazy around him. But again, that's what celebrity, celebrity, the idea of celebrity. Yeah, but so like for the American TV audience, that's the role that he plays because that's what he kind of cast for himself. But that's not who he is. Well, look, I uh, I think it's time we wind down. I think I, I gotta I gotta send a warning flare, James. Hmm. I think uh, you got to be careful, man. A couple more episodes of Sip Talk, and uh, you could be dealing with some real personal celebrity issues. Well, yeah. Well, that would involve me having to leave the house. <laughs> no, I'm saying <laughs> you, you, you could be the paparazzi. A couple more episodes, man. The paparazzi. Yeah, they'll be staked be... out and all along Shadow Moss Plantation, wait, waiting to see if I get my mail on the day. <laughs> um, look, on that It'd be note, like Groundhog's Day, like. Does he even like? Does he even show his face? <laughs> On that note, I'm uh, I'm gonna bid everyone a farewell. Say hi to Cocahannas and uh, Elhan Zilkick on Instagram, and uh, Sally Howdzeal on uh, on, tic- on TikTok. But I want to thank you guys for joining. Don't forget, guys, you're watching us now. You can subscribe on YouTube or any of the audio podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. I don't know. There's a couple others. Uh, you can catch us on there. We uh, we really appreciate you guys being involved in the podcast. We really like your questions because the questions that you send us help give us some content and you give us more shit to talk about. So yeah, the more the more you throw out there, the more we'll have to respond to. So uh, all right. On that note, James, can you hang out uh, one more minute after we cut? Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, I'm going to end everybody live. We will see you next time. Thanks for coming, Rosh Galeb in the background also sharing your live comments with us. Without him, we wouldn't know you were here. So thank you, Rush. Adios, everyone.
All right, that concludes this episode of Sip Talk. If you made it this far, I would greatly appreciate a follow, a like, a comment, an interaction in any way, shape, or form would be nice. Uh, James would like that too. And uh, if you really did make it this far and you haven't contributed by liking, commenting, or sharing this podcast, come on. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys next time. Adios. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.